So people ask Jamie and I a lot, like, okay, you guys have your own podcast about Disney. Do you guys really use travel agents to plan your trips? And the truth is, absolutely we do. We personally use Zip Travel for all our planning stuff. It makes our lives 10 times easier because we have kids, we have businesses, we have all the stuff we do, and it simplifies our lives greatly. And I can tell you from firsthand experience that... Uh, working with our agent with with uh, through Zip, we have gotten reservations for Ogas. We have gotten Topolino's Terrace. We have gotten California Grill. We've gotten tons of dining reservations that probably wouldn't have got of our own just because we wouldn't have been as persistent because there's just so many other things going on either when we're at the parks or before we go. So yes, we use our Zip travel agents all the time. And the other great thing is um, we actually have a dedicated team from Zip Travel. Uh, that handles the the Capture the Magic audience. So we have two agents. We have Lauren and Kendall, who are designated Capture the Magic agents. And so we know for a fact, you know, if you go to TravelZip.com, you fill out that form, you, you are either getting Lauren or Kendall, which we both love. They are both fantastic. Uh, we know them personally. They will take great care of you. And, uh, and it's just a great thing that we can offer people. And the great part about it is, too, it doesn't cost you anything. There's no extra charge to use. Uh, zip to help plan anything because they get paid by Disney or Universal, whoever. So um, it's really kind of a no-brainer. It, it's a it's a really great trip planning tool. It will take a lot of stress off of your of your trip planning. Um, they can save you a lot of time. They can even save you money by finding you you know if you want to change things up or finding you better deals. So um, we highly recommend them. We use them ourselves. And we would love for you to use them. So again, if you go to travelwithzip.com, there's a form there. You can fill that, fill out uh, whatever you know information you know about your trip, what you want to do. Let them know in there. And as even a, an extra bonus, uh, if you book a trip through uh, through that link, you go to that link, fill out that form, you book a trip, uh, we will throw in some goodies as well. So we'll throw in a free t-shirt from us. Uh, and we'll also give you $10 in shop credit as well. So you'll, on top of having great service and somebody that will help um, make your trip planning so much easier and better. Um, you'll also get some, you know, we'll throw in some goodies as well. Plus zip at your hotel, they will leave you a gift at the front desk for you as well. So you'll get it. You'll get goodies. You'll get freebies and you'll get great service. So there you go. So again, go to travelwithzip.com and, uh, go check them out. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is Jamie Lee, and I am joined by my husband, Mr. Jared Lee. Hi, Jared. Hello to you. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm well. Uh, today, today is technically Easter Sunday, so we had a nice dinner with some friends. Hey, happy Easter. Happy Easter to you and, and to everybody listening the day after Easter. But uh, hope everybody had a good Easter out there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Had some good meats and... Lots uh, of meats. Yeah, some it was a lot of food and I'm very I'm still very full. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't I mean we had carrot cake, we had rib was it ribs? It was prime a prime, prime rib, rib roast. Prime rib roast, um casseroles and in and, and uh potatoes and rolls. I mean, it was amazing and I, I was very I was very grateful that our friends are, are so accommodating to us since you know, our family's not here and it's you know, it's nice to be able to to uh, have friends that are 
She's like, hey, come over here. We'll celebrate and with good you. At, and good at cooking. And great at cooking. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I have a question for you, Jared. Uh, hit, okay, hit me. Hit me all with right. it. All right, all right. So, um, so you know, you're you're kind. You're a Harry Potter fan. Yes, like you know, you like the the movies. And I mean, I don't dress up in robes, but I enjoy. Well, that was my question. I enjoy. That was Harry my Potter. question, sir. That was my question. Would you ever buy a wand or buy robes? Like, would you ever kind of dive into that? That deep I, Harry Potter world. So technically, I have purchased a wand, but it wasn't for me. Okay, well, that doesn't count. Right, so I have gone through the process. Um, I'm not one to really dress up. Like, I, I'm much more into, like, Marvel and, and, you know, in the past, Marvel and Star Wars, but I've never been, like, I'm going to go dress up as Spider-Man and go to the premiere. Like, I remember waiting in line for Spider-Man 2, I think, back in the day. Like, me and my brother and my cousins all, like, got in line. Like, I don't know, like hours hours before and <laughs> there were some people dressed up like I, i've never been one to do that personally uh but yeah. pro- i mean of just of my own volition probably not okay but yeah I'm, i mean i don't judge anybody that does sure i was just yeah. curious if you if you would ever if you would ever do that but that doesn't seem like your personality it's just not really what i'm personally into what about you though you know i i don't think i'd ever get robes um but i might get a wand I might do I mean, the wand thing. Of, there's a lot of interactivity you can do with the wands. And that's why. And I yeah. think that if I had a wand or even if our, our daughter, who is getting more interested in that kind of stuff, she would like a wand. She would like what you can do with it. Oh, yeah. It might make me more of a nerd, but I have actually, um, or geek, what do you want to call it? I have 3D printed a Harry Potter wand. Yeah. I, I 3D printed yeah. the seri- a serious black wand. Uh, it, it turned out okay. Yeah, but it's not it's not like the the real Harry True. Potter. True. It's one. not one that interacts in it's the parks, but it looks it for, you know, looks it looks close to uh the real thing. But yeah, I I would, so I I guess on that level I I will 3D print a wand mm-hmm. and buy one for a friend. I have yet to buy one for myself. Would you say the Harry Potter wands are equivalent to like a Star Wars lightsaber? I mean, I suppose they would be. I think they're to me, the, the whole thing with getting a lightsaber, like in terms of at Galaxy's Edge, is... The experience, um, right? Well, it's an experience, but it's also like a, a commitment because you got to drag the thing home. You got to carry it around versus like if you buy a wand, it's not that big. It doesn't really mm-hmm. like take up a whole bunch of room versus, yeah, the, the lightsaber is a, a much bigger thing. So yeah. I would say it's obviously like, yeah, a Harry Potter universe, that's like their lightsabers, but I think it's less of a... Uh, uh, I guess it, it's if you decide to get one, it's not something that impacts your trip as much as maybe getting a lightsaber would at Disney. Okay. Well, speaking of, you know, comparing Disney and Universal, like souvenirs, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to kind of dive into uh, what we what we like that Universal is doing right now with their theme parks and everything, and then maybe what we like that Disney does that we that Universal could do too. Yeah, I mean, this, this kind of goes off a conversation we've been having over i don't know ever since we've been going to universal a lot in the past couple of years and now that we've been going yeah like it's been two years since we've been annual pass holders and i feel like we've gone enough to where we can kind of form like a more um more of an opinion about this so, yeah yeah for sure yeah so um 
we're going to talk about that today. But before that, we want to talk about some housekeeping. Uh, make sure to check out our Capture the Magic main podcast on Thursdays. That's Jared and I. And that's our Disney news show. We talk about all the news, have a topic usually. And again, that's on uh, once a week on Thursdays. And you can catch that on the main feed. We also have Trip Tales. That's my little trip report show that I do uh, twice a month. Um, and I have a guest on every episode, talk about their most recent Disney or universal vacation. Um, and, uh, if you want to be a, a guest on a future trip tales episode, you can go to ctmtriptales.com to sign up there. And, uh, those are on, like I said, twice a month on Mondays. Um, we also have um, some exclusive Club 32 shows like uh, Distry and what are we calling it? The the Club 32 show? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of some cool things you can do in Club 32. And what's Club 32, Jared? Well, I was going to say Club 32 <laughs> is uh, if you want you know additional content, it's our private uh, paid group where we have, like we said, more content and you get access early access to things like Trip Tales. You get the Club 32 show, which is a, it's sort of like an ask us anything type thing, but basically whatever you guys want to submit, we talk about. It's a long form uh, show once a month at this point. We also have Cool Kids Kitchen where we cook and make a Disney dish on a live stream. Uh, we have Club 32, uh, what's going to be called now Cigar and Lounge, or excuse me, it is going to be, yeah, uh, Cigar and Lounge, excuse me, because it's now, I, I have a grill now. And mm. so it's not just a speakeasy. So yeah, so that's just where we go live on the back porch and just hang out and chat with everybody. Uh, and then... Like I said, in park live streams, uh, you get 20% off of C Team Apparel and 1901 Candle Company products and uh, all that good stuff. So if you want to head on over there, if you want to, if you're curious about joining, go to ctmvip.com and you can do monthly or yearly options. And uh, we've got some other cool stuff that we're planning on doing into Club 32. So yeah, mm-hmm. so go over and check it out ctmvip.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review if you would please. Um, so, okay, that's the housekeeping. So let's move on to a little bit of news, a little bit of things we're going to talk about before our topic today. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about is that there is a, there's a permit, there's a permit uh, like flying around for construction mm-hmm. and there's, it's not specifically stated on this permit, but the rumor is that the Fast and the Furious supercharged attraction is getting a refurb. I really hope so, which is kind of sad because it's one of the newest rides, mm-hmm. but it is it is not a good ride. It is. <laughs> I don't know. Like I remember when I went on it, I was like, I don't know who went on this and just said, "Sure, go ahead." But it's not. It's not great. So I don't know uh, if I want it to just to still be Fast and Furious and they just completely change it, or just do something completely different, like a new IP in there. You know what I mean? I, I know it's new, but it's just... I feel like it'll stay Fast and Furious because that literally is their biggest franchise. If you look at Universal, I mean, it's one of their longest... Oh, in movies. Yeah, one yeah. of their longest running franchises. Mm-hmm. You could do something really cool in there. It, it's They based it off of what they did out in Hollywood, which is like the tram tours that went right. through this stuff. Right. Um, it, obviously, it's screen-based. It's very much mm-hmm. similar to if you've ridden Kong. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of the newer ones as well. I'm not there it's it's okay but it's just it's very I don't know on the nose kind of corny uh yeah. I will say um yeah I mean I you could do a lot of cool stuff so I'm hoping they they redo that cuz it's got a cool yeah. footprint in there you've got a cool franchise wh- whether or not you like Fast and Furious or not you could do a cool ride in there I mean it it takes up a lot of room 
Yeah. So if they do something different with it, I mean, they have a lot of room to work with. So Yeah. And which also means, too, that they would be listening to guest feedback because it's never gotten rave reviews from anything I've heard. Mm -mm. It's also been randomly sort of down recently or not open. Not down necessarily, but it just hasn't been open. Mm. Because um, there's not a lot of demand for it either. <laughs> that's true. I mean, Which, unless it's really, really busy in the park, you're really not going to see much of a wait. Yeah, and, it, and that's it's not a good look to also have a one of your newest rides be one that nobody really cares about riding. Mm, that's, true. You know, you look at Hagrid's, obviously that's still something that people want to ride in, in the other rides versus that one is people yeah. just really don't seem to. I mean, if you walk over there, it's it's a decent nap spot. Because <laughs> there's usually nobody over there. Unless the construction workers are performing. Yeah, those guys can come and ruin a nap That's time. very loud. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of that if, if I have a sleeping I've heard that before. Or... It ran the other way going like, oh, no. But, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's a little update for that. But also we want to talk about their, you know, they're making progress on Epic Universe, which is the yeah. third, you know, the third theme park that's going in. Uh, for Universal Orlando. So I don't know if you wanted to give an update about that kind of like progress and, and what we're seeing so far because all the pictures that are coming out about that and like the land area and everything, it kind of shows you where things are. Yes. So this isn't really stuff coming out from Universal themselves as much. Right. Um, but, you know, for those who are not in the know, they are they're currently under construction for what they're calling a fourth gate. But mm -hmm. it is third park. They, they call Volcano Bay uh, their third park, which it is a very well-themed water park. But it's a water but park. But it is a water park. Yes. So this is the third uh, gate that was announced before COVID. And then things kind of got put a little bit on hold, but it is mm -hmm. back under construction now. So um, if you follow Bio Reconstruct on Twitter, whoever runs that account does a lot of aerial photos. And they have a whole lot of images uh showing basically the entire land like where it's currently at with construction what's going to go in there so there's quite mm -hmm. a bit of progress uh going on obviously it's a lot of dirt right now well yeah but you yeah. can see where they're going to put stuff so you know and we'll talk about more about epic universe um as part of this stuff we're going to talk about here on the topic today mm -hmm. but there's quite a bit of progress going on and it's definitely um moving along and i think the opening mm -hmm. date for it is 2025 summer 2025 yeah, yeah. so It'll be interesting to see that go along. But they, yeah, there's a lot of construction going on. There's a lot of progress being made. And it'll be kind of cool to see that, you know, come up over the next few years for sure. Yeah. And I'll, I'll mention more about that when we get to it um, yeah. with the topic here. Um, but I just wanted to kind of let you know that it is, it is progressing. And uh, I think the, was it the CEO said that he had, if there's one thing he could change about what happened during you know the pandemic and everything is that they wouldn't have stopped the yeah. construction on 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 well they, universe if they hadn't stopped it they probably would be on paste open and like next year yeah yeah really really soon yeah i think that i think that's what i heard but yeah so um yeah so it's it's coming along nicely and that'll be that'll be nice once it's open <laughs> yes um okay so let's move on to our topic today which again we're talking about what we like that universal does like what, what, what they do that is really appealing to us as, as tourists and, you know, as, as local Floridians, local, local Orlando. Or people who just or, like theme parks. Or like things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, this um, is, like we said, this is a conversation you and I have had for ongoing over the past year yeah. as we've done more universal stuff. And, you know, before we did the universal show and, and 
you know, moved down here, we, we didn't go to Universal that much. And a lot of people, I think, look at Universal as like the afterthought park. And mm-hmm. I think as time has gone on, and we'll go more in depth in this, I think they are definitely becoming, a, they're getting beyond that. I think a lot of people are recognizing that there's a lot of things that Universal uh, is doing that they, they enjoy and they really like, yeah. and myself included. I can honestly say I have become, the more we go to Universal, the more I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's different from Disney. So if you're coming in from a Disney perspective, it is different, but there's a lot of things that, that I do enjoy. So yeah, that, that's kind of okay. where this whole topic comes from is, is that. Okay. Well, we're going to kind of list those things. Um, there, I have 10. Um, I know we can add to this as we talk about it. I mean, but, this is um, definitely going to be more of like a free-flowing yeah. conversation anyway. So yeah. Yeah, but I have an initial 10 in my brain. You might be shocked if you listen to the show very long. I don't have mine counted out. Yeah, that's that's how Jared's brain works. Jamie it's is fine. very structured and I'm, I am. I kind of, I have a, a loose outline and then my, br- <laughs> I always count on my brain will, will be like, oh yeah, and this too, and then mm-hmm. adds to it, so... Fair enough. Well, since I am hosting the show, I'll go ahead and start. You do start what you need to do. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so the the first thing that I really like that Universal does is they give a lot of perks and a lot of um, attention, I guess, to annual pass holders. Yes, they do. Um, we, I don't know, we've been we've been screaming at at Disney lately because you know they're not even selling annual passes right now. Um, except for just the one tier. So Universal wants to um, sell you annual Universal passes. Universal <laughs> wants you to come to Universal. Um, and I, I really like the way that the program is set up. So I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I think this is still the case, is that you can do monthly payments for Universal Orlando annual passes, even if you're not a Florida resident. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. That's yeah. what I thought, which is which is kind of, which, I mean, that's really nice to, to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um and you know they have they have the the four tiers. They've got the premiere, the preferred. They've got the um, power, and then the season pass. And those are all those are all tiered differently depending on like blackout dates and and all the perks and everything. But um, one thing I like also about the premiere pass, which we have preferred, we don't have this, but the premiere pass is that you get the Universal Express pass after four p.m. Yes. So after four p.m. You can you can ride you can go through the express line, just like just one time for each ride, but after four o'clock, mm-hmm. just automatically. Yeah. Throughout the whole time of your pass, could you imagine if they did that at Disney? I mean, what a, like that's a great perk. That's a great perk to have because um, there's a lot of locals that go to Universal. Obviously, if you're an annual pass holder, um, you know, getting off of school, getting off of work, just head on to Universal. You can go through the express line. It's great. Yeah, I mean, they also do a lot of stuff for APs. You get early park access as well. There's a lot of discounts for being an annual pass holder uh, for hotels. I mean, mm-hmm. you get really good AP rates. Yep. Um, get discounts at basically everything. I mean, if you go to Disney, mm-hmm. you're not going to get a discount at any of the Starbucks. You're not going to get it at Quick Service, but you do at Universal. And uh, I will say, to be fair, with Disney, like with, with merchandise discount, it is 20%. Yes. For Universal, it is not that much. <laughs> well, they vary um, it. I mean, you get it's more. It's 15 for Premier and 10 for Preferred. Yeah, so mm-hmm. on that side, it's not as much sometimes, but they do run different. I've seen them run specials on it too where you get a yeah. certain percentage off. But as a whole, I mean, they also have the AP Lounge where you can go in there and hang out. I love that. And you also, they have, you know, they have magnets as well that they will give away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, recently. The appreciation was, days. 
Yeah. Remember that? They had well, and recently as well, and I honestly, I, I don't know if this has anything to do with the podcast or not, so I will preface that as it possibly could. I don't know, but they recently invited me and, and I became part of the um, like customer, uh, basically like a focus group, sort mm-hmm. of, like asking you questions about what you would like to see in the parks. Uh, and I can tell you they're very, very focused on, um, you know, like asking other theme parks that you have annual passes to, uh, what you would like to, you know, asking straight out, what would you like to see from more of this? Would you like to see certain things? And it definitely seems to me that they're very uh, attentive and appreciative of their APs that they have. I, I think definitely more than Disney is. Um, and and that's definitely something that we noticed rather quickly as well once we became yeah. annual pass holders like wow we feel like we're feel like they actually really appreciate us over here like <laughs> like all that yeah. stuff but yeah agreed yeah like all that um so that yeah that again perks to the annual pass holders that's 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 a big one for us obviously um the second one on my list i have is the universal express pass so we had talked about last year in, you know, still now, you know, with Genie Plus and, and their new system, um, how we wished, we wished it would be more like Universal Express Pass. And what do you, like, what do you say about that? Completely. I mean, it's funny because Universal's Express Pass system has not changed in uh, as long as it's probably, at least as long as I can remember. It's been about the same, which is, you know, if you want to get it the day of, you you pay a certain price depending on, uh, how busy the park is that day. Right. Uh, and they only sell so many per day and all that stuff. So um, I think the way that they do, whatever you want to call it, their express pass, their fast pass, however you want to say compared to Disney, I think is it's easier, it's simpler. Mm-hmm. And I think it's way less of a headache. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And it it works really well. And, and you know, the first time we ever used it, and, and we'll talk about this in a second, it's like, you know, if you stay at some of the premier hotels at Universal, you get the Express Pass included. And that was actually my number yeah. three. Which is, which we can talk about separately if you'd like to, mm-hmm. but it is a insanely fantastic perk. We Just, can talk about it right now. Yeah, that's like, it, that's one of the perks is you stay in a Universal premier hotel, you get it not only, so let's say you check in on a Friday and you're leaving on a Saturday, you get the Express Pass for that Friday and that Saturday. You stay one night, you get two days. Yeah. Yep. And it's included and it's yep. it's unlimited. You can use as much as you want, except for, you know, Hagrid's. Um, Hagrid's and Velocicoaster are the only are the, two. Those are the only think. two that don't take it. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, the first time we used it, we had stayed and, and I was like, well, you know, okay, we'll do it. And I, it's so hard to go there without using it now. It is so <laughs> nice to have. It works. It's simple. You just, they scan, you know, your room key is your pass. They scan it. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I mean... I think the slowest moving uh, Express Pass line I've seen for the most part is probably Minions because Minions is kind of like it's a theater-based thing and it kind of moves slow in general. But, I mean, for the most part, it's it's very smooth. It runs great. Yeah. You don't wait that long. Uh, I, I Compared to Disney now with, with Genie Plus, I love the way that Express Pass is. Yeah. It's, it is really nice. Uh, and like you said, it's, it's not as complicated as Genie Plus is. I mean, you, if you, if you buy it the day of, or you buy it with your tickets, however you buy it, you just go to the line. You don't have to, s- to book a time you to come back. You don't have to be back. in your phone all you, day long. Exactly. You just show up. <laughs> oh, I want to ride this now. Great. Same thing with not needing a park reservation. You can just show up to Universal. Exactly. We can talk about that as our number yeah. four, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, the we just we just like the way it is. Now, it is it is pricey. 
It can be pricey. If you do purchase it outright, mm-hmm. it is pricey. Yes. But again, they only sell so many per day because they want you to, if you're if you're buying those, you know, they want you to be able to be like, wow, I really did get to ride more stuff. Yeah. Um, versus with Disney, like we've talked about many times, you listen to the, the Disney show um, with Genie Plus, they don't cap that. Right. And so there's right. a lot of people that are getting Genie Plus and they're getting to ride two, three things mm-hmm. most in a day. And a mm-hmm. lot of, you know, there's a lot of, uh, inconsistencies with Genie Plus, I'll say, in terms of people either liking it or not liking it. Yeah. Um, versus Express Pass. I mean, every time we've had it, I it's been like, wow, that's been really nice. Like it's, you know, we we've always had it when we stay with a hotel, and I think that's the best way to do it because depending on how many people are in your party, you're essentially getting, you know, you you know, you pay for a hotel for two fifty a night or two twenty five a night, and you got a family of four, you're basically getting free Express Passes like for a hotel stay, like. I mean, mm-hmm. you are, but I mean, you, the, what you're paying is like half of what you normally would pay. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're paying for just the, the day of, you know, Express Fast, you're going to be paying between 100 and $200 per person. Yeah. So, yeah, the Unlimited Express Pass is so great for those premier hotels. Mm-hmm. So great. I love it. Um, and moving on, you know, you mentioned park reservations. Um, it is it is It is quite nice to not have to look at park pass availability. When you want to just go to Universal, be like, you know what? I think I'm a, I feel like going to Islands of Adventure today. You want to go? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's go. There's no, oh, let me check to see if it's available. Oh, oh, it's already booked. We can go to a different park, you know, like at, at Disney. That I still don't, I still don't like the park reservation system. And we have discussed this before. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed it a lot. And, you know, it, there is a lot, there's, there's a lot of hassle that goes into that, and there's a lot. It creates a lot of grief, especially with first timers yes. at Disney or people that are not familiar with the new system. Um, but uh, Universal just says, you know, we're not doing that. Nope. No park Well, I th- again, Universal system is much more friendly to what you would expect. Is like you have a ticket, you go, and you just go to the theme park. Uh, you yeah. know, with Disney, it's it's obviously a lot more. You know, Disney's obviously, it's a different experience. It's bigger. It's got a lot more moving parts. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, the reservation system I've talked about many times. But I get why they want to do it, but it's it's definitely putting a hassle onto the consumer or the uh, guest versus with Universal. And also with Universal, um, there's no, if you want to park hop first thing in the morning, you can go do it if you have a park hopper. Mm-hmm. Um, with Disney, you got to wait till after 2 o'clock. So it, there's a lot of perks at Universal in terms yeah. of, you know, I get the vibe as well being in the parks over there. Like, you don't have as many people just in their phones all the time with Disney because people are right. obviously trying to book Genie Pluses or they're trying to uh, mobile order their food, whatever they're doing. You just, I don't know, the vibe in, in the Universal Parks, at least the last few times we've gone, has been much more sort of like, I don't, I don't want to say laid back because it's a theme park, but you don't have people just glued into their phones constantly. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Park park reservations make that make that hard and Genie Plus as well. So yeah, that's a that's a good one. Not, right, a, not in your phone as much. Well, and right <laughs> if you're a first timer, I mean Disney. I mean I was helping a, a friend of mine that they're not a first timer, but it's the first time they had gone since all this stuff had changed. And it's you know it's probably simpler to go to another country to visit versus going to Disney World and all the things you have to do to try and it's it was you know it's it is complicated. Um. Going along with with things that that we like about Universal, next one I was thinking about just now is that I really like how simple it is to use their virtual queues. Yeah. Um, I think, was it Jimmy Fallon? 
the that that was the first attraction to use the virtual queue in Orlando, correct? Yes, that was the first one at any of the parks to use it. Okay, that's what I thought. And we did it back in is a fr- with trip we went on before the show when our daughter seventeen. Yeah, when our daughter was like nine months old. Yep, that's right. That's the first time we used it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just like the way it's a little, it's a lot more simple. Um, to use uh, for a uh, universal news at Disney and it's not as stressful. <laughs> um, so we don't um, have to do it at 7 a.m. You know, just 7 a.m. I mean, like, well, if, I mean, like if, if Hagrid's is using a virtual queue system, which it does go back and forth sometimes, um, you know, getting in onto that, you have to do first thing in the morning if you want it, but availability does come open sometimes and, and yeah. you just have to kind of grab it. But um, yeah, I just, I just like the way it's a little bit simpler. So I was just gonna mention that. Um, I was going to go to the next one. Um, I do. I, I, it's, it's kind of, well, I'll just say it. The value resorts mm-hmm. or I don't know. Do they call them value or economy? What do they call them at universal? Cause I always just call them value. I think they call them value. Do they call them value. Okay. I believe. The value resorts at universal are in our opinion, way better than the ones at Disney. I think their value and moderates are better than Disney's personally. Fair enough. Okay, um, I'll give you that. Part of the reason with that is, for me, I'm not a big fan of exterior hotel rooms. Exterior I lo- hallways. I feel like those are more like a motel mm-hmm. versus a hotel is like interior hallways. Now, to be fair, Cabana Bay does have those, but only on part of their hotel. True. They have a partial thing to it. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Surfside and Dockside uh, over there, some of the newest ones there are, I mean, you basically get, they call it a two-bedroom, but it's basically a one-bedroom uh, and you can, you know, you're paying what one twenty five, one fifty a night for that. It's a little bit more now, okay. but yeah, in that range, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they're very nice rooms. Again, I, they're Lowe's hotels, and Lowe's hotels are very nice. Like in general, I definitely have enjoyed their values and moderates better than Disney's, almost hands down. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously yep. Disney, you're on Disney property, so there's other advantages to that. Uh, but as you know, if if you're doing apples and oranges, for instance, like. Uh, Cabana Bay, if that was at Disney, that would easily be a moderate hotel, if not more. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the best themed hotels, you know, you'll find anywhere. And it's, I love that place. Uh, it's, oh it's, my gosh. It's, it's, it's very popular. Yeah. Cabana Bay is amazing. It's themed great. It has a lot of perks in it. it. It's just one of those where, like, I just love what they do with their hotels over there. And they're very, very aggressive because they did state, I think this is before the pandemic, they were, you know, they're building. Uh, Surfside and Dockside, they said that they were willing to take, like for seven or eight years, they were willing to take basically a hit or they weren't going to be profitable to eat into market share mm. uh, because they want people to come stay at the hotels. And I think the yeah. more people that do, they realize, you know, wow, these are, I mean, for the price you're paying, uh, there's a lot of people that stay there versus, you know, that still go to Disney and still stay there because of the price. Yeah. Oh, we know of a co- I mean, we've done that. I was going to say, we've done it before. I mean, it's a 20 <laughs> yeah. minute drive, but I mean, when you can get a one bedroom, we've got two small kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to go to bed at eight o'clock like your kids do. You can, they have a room. You can actually hang out and, I don't know, watch TV or do whatever you want. And if you think about like, if you compare, so say you have a, have a two bedroom, quote unquote, two bedroom uh, suite at like Surfside Inn versus a family suite, like at All Star Music. Yeah. So it's kind of set up similarly. Um, all-star music suite's going to run you into the 300s at least. Mm-hmm. 
Um, with this one, you're still in the hundreds over yeah. Universal. Um, again, you know, you're you're you would miss out on being in the Disney bubble and all the perks of being an on-site guest. I mean, obviously, um, but accommodations-wise is kind of what we're we're talking about here. And if you have a car, it's super easy to go back and forth. I mean, yeah, the 28-minute, 25-minute drive isn't the best, but it's still very doable. Um, but yeah, we like the values and. I think one of my favorite hotels between Disney and Universal is Sapphire Falls. I do like Sapphire Falls a lot. I and think if, it's if, so beautiful. If that was actually one of Universal's premieres, I would, I would probably be my favorite premiere. Like I, I really do love yeah. that whole place. It's got a, it's, it's laid out great. It's got a good feel and vibe to it, and it's got a boat ride. Um, any of the Universal hotels that take you into City Walk, where you mm-hmm. can bypass the uh, security area at Universal. Yeah. Um, I'm all for because I will say one of the things Absolutely. about Universal used to Universal the way they did security I liked it better than Disney because Disney had the actual physical bag checks you had to deal with yeah and since the pandemic now Disney has where you walk through it's much more efficient it's much more efficient than the, the yeah Universal. Universal still does you know they it's like an airport scanner type system it's a metal detector yeah thing, and yeah. they have the thing that looks at your bag I will avoid that as much as I can yeah I would much rather stay in the, in the resort that will take me to the middle and then once you're there, you can either go to, you know, either go to City Walk, Universal, or Islands of Adventure, and you just, you don't have to go through any more security at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That is nice. That is very nice. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on to the next one. Um, we we talk about Disney being so spread out. It's a big area. Well, with Universal, everything is very close by. And it's a lot easier to get around. It is. It's all, yeah. I mean, it's. There's, there's pros and cons to this. Obviously, okay. Disney World... Oh, right, let's talk about those. Well, obviously, Disney World <laughs> is bigger. I mean, it's literally right. the size of Brooklyn or San Francisco. San Francisco. I mean, it's a whole city. Universal obviously has a smaller footprint, but it is kind of nice whenever, you know, if you stay on property, for instance, one of the things that was nice, we had stayed over at Royal Pacific, and we had gotten into Islands of Adventure, and as the day we were checking out, I realized, oh, I forgot my AirPods in my room. Yes. And I was able to walk back within, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes to the hotel room to yeah. go get the AirPods and come back. Now, if I would have been at Disney and let's say we got to Magic Kingdom and I realized I left my AirPods at, oh, I don't know, any hotel <laughs> outside of <laughs> contemporary, yeah. um, I'm looking at a 45 to an hour long jaunt back. Mm-hmm. That would have been two hours out of my day. Uh, mm-hmm. Just that That's obviously a very specific situation, but that's right. something that can arise where you got to go back to your hotel room. Um, and it's nice with Universal. You can hop back and forth. That's what I was going to say. Hopping between islands and, and Universal is so easy. It's just, I mean, you, you have two options. You can go out on the front or you can go through Hogwarts Express. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah. You know? And the, the, the hopping experience between two parks with Hogwarts Express is an attraction. Like, yes. that's very cool. It's it's similar. You know, you can say the monorail is kind of an attraction as well for some people, I suppose. And maybe the... Gon- okay. I, w- I would say the Skyliner... No. It, well, I think some <laughs> I people... I think some people think of Disney World and they think of, of you know, the monorail. You could say that about the Skyliner, potentially, as, a, as an attraction type thing. Uh, okay. But I don't feel immersed in theming. For sure. Whenever no, I I'm just saying in terms of how people may look nice. at it, but I think the way what they have done with Hogwarts, Hogs, Hogwarts Express is very unique and very cool in that Absolutely. you're completely immersed from... There's nothing at Disney that takes you from being in one park to another and you feel completely immersed inside of the same world like they do mm-hmm. with Harry Potter. 
Okay. And I will say that is a very unique thing is, you know, you're, let's say you're at Islands of Adventure and then you take the Matt, the Hogwarts Express over to studio side and you're still in the Harry Potter universe. Right. That's very awesome and very unique. Very awesome. And you're not going to, you know, and what they did with that too, because that train ride is basically just backlot that they yeah. turned into a cool themed you know, way to get you between parks. Because if you could look through the windows, you would just see nothing but the tops of buildings and backstage areas. Backstage areas. It would not be. It would not be the. It would not. There's no magic to that. No. Yeah. Unless no. you just really enjoy backstage areas. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe maybe people do. I don't they, know. They may. Um, okay, moving on to the next one is while Disney has early entry for on-site guests, and it's 30 minutes um, at Universal, it is an hour. It's a little bit longer. And it's been that way for a while. They've had that for, uh, I don't know, as long as I can remember. I mean, I remember they had it back in 2017 when mm-hmm. we went. And I, th- I believe they also had it when we went in 20... F- did we go in 2013 or 2015? 15. 15. They had it then as well, so... I mean, they've had it for a while. Yeah. yeah. I mean, usually it's into the Harry Potter stuff. It depends. Yes, yes. So, like, usually. Diagon Alley or, or Hogsmeade is usually... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Yeah. At least now. It's still a nice perk to have because if you go... I mean, those are obviously the most popular areas... So you go in there, ride the stuff you want to ride, and then while everybody else is coming to the park, you can go hit the stuff that, you know, people are potentially walking past. They're walking past you to go into Harry Potter, and you've already maybe done a lot of that stuff. So yeah, uh, but yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice perk. Well, and I just mentioned this one being an hour instead of thirty minutes because with Disney, you're kind of limited with how much you can get done in half an hour before regular right. guests come in, whereas an hour is a, a, a it's a good chunk of time. It's a good chunk of time to get a lot of stuff done that like Gringotts or, yeah. you know, or um, Forbidden Journey or whatever. But um, Hagrid's, I believe, is now included in early entry. Yes, because it's had quite a few, it kind of long lines recently with that. It wasn't for a while. Yeah. Um, and they added it back. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So um, I like that. Um, okay, I did want to mention this, and this may not be something you thought of, but you know the resort mugs or the resort cups at disney i'm yeah that are only they only work at your resort yeah 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 uh they have freestyle machines at universal throughout the entire resort i do love this about and that. they have the freestyle cups you can get i think they're i want to say they're well they're, they read a special they were like ten dollars for annual passage. i don't think they're doing that anymore um but it's like 16.99 for the cup um and you can have it all day and it's everywhere yeah, when we did it, I believe we got free freestyle cups and, and you bought an entree, I believe. That was a special they were running. Yeah, so every once in a while yeah. they can run specials on these, but this was like right when they reopened, so I don't know. But if still, they, $16 for, for drink sure. for well, all if you're, day? If you're gonna, and that's the thing too about it is they have those freestyle machines all over property. Yes. And yeah. one thing I like about it is because they have diet grape soda. Oh, Jared. And the freestyle machines are the only places oh. I can apparently get that. <laughs> so, but yeah, and you can also get, you can get the, whatever sodas in there. You can also get ices as part of it as well. I mm-hmm. believe you can get, I don't know this for certain, but I believe you can also get like uh, coffee and other l- beverages and now obviously not so. alcoholic, but I think for most part. So I think there's like a 10 or 15 minute time between each refill, I believe on that, but it's a really good deal. And especially if you're going to be in the parks all day and if you're going to get a beverage uh, and these are all self-serve. You just go up and do these yourself. So you don't Absolutely, have to go yeah. deal with quick service or anything like that. You can just yeah. find a freestyle machine and just refill it yourself. Now, there are some restrictions at the hotels. 
Yeah, it's a little inconsistent there. Mm-hmm. We ran into this, what was it, like a year ago? Two years ago? Yeah, it was like right whenever everything reopened. There was some mis- yeah. There was some confusion on being able to use those in the resorts. Yeah, but apparently you you have to, it's like a separate transaction. Right, so you've got the ones you can use in the parks and ones yeah. you can use in the resorts. Now, I'm actually not a huge fan of that. I feel like you should just pay one oh, price. absolutely. And you have access to the whole thing, which I believe is how it used to be because I remember us being able to do that. Is it because it's a Lowe's? It, it could it like could be something along those lines, but yeah, I, I think that's something they could work out. I think you know, <laughs> yeah. personally, but yeah, um, it is nice yeah. having those in the park, though. Uh, but yeah, I do wish they would kind of streamline that to where you didn't have to have like two separate things to be able to do it. True, true that. Uh, the next one that I was thinking of that I, I I liked over at Universal was that they tend to have more roller coasters and thrill rides. So if you're a thrill seeker, like the roller coasters, like those those big rides, then Universal is going to be it's going to be your park. Yeah, I can't say that's something that I necessarily enjoy. I'm not a big roller coaster person, uh, personally myself. Well, uh, I am. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. If you <laughs> so. are, that's the thing. So I mean, I do, I did, I did ride Hagrid's, and I really enjoyed Hagrid's a lot. I'm the type, if it goes upside down, I'm basically out. I don't want to do that, but sure. They do. If you are a thrill seeking type, they definitely have more. Mm-hmm. Of that over at Universal. I mean, Velocicoaster being my the number one, I think, on the list because it is it is the it is the best roller coaster I've ever been on. Um, it's crazy. I love that thing. Uh, but yeah, that one. They got Hagrid's. They got uh, Escape from Gringotts. They've got the Harry Potter Forbidden Journey. Um, would you classify that as a roller coaster? It says thrill rides. Okay. Or well, I was just coasters. asking how you would classify that one. Okay, I'll just say thrill rides in general. Yeah. So, Incredi- coaster, I mean. Even like Spider Man and Transformers, um, Rip Ride Rocket, Mummy Returns. Did you say Incredicoaster? Did I say Incredicoaster? You did say Incredicoaster. Incredible Hulk. Oh, okay. I was that. like, Incredicoaster. I'm sorry about okay. that. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, Incredible Hulk, uh, Rip Ride Rocket, um, Mummy Returns, and I mean, I guess you could say Simpsons, but bleh. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to Jamie's talk about still that. bitter about. Back to the Future being taken out there. We don't talk about Simpsons. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, f- I feel like they have a, a good a good mix of thrill rides versus not so thrilling rides. Whereas Disney skews on the more the more family friendly, you know. Yeah. And that and that's fine. That's just that's just how it is. But um, but if you have like if you've got like a a teenager, young adult like that likes the thrilling aspect of, of theme parks, then universal as an adventure, it's kind of probably going to be more your speed. Yeah. I mean, universal, obviously, and one of the things people always note is they do have more screen based rides. This um, is true. They do have that. Uh, there's actually, once you get in there, there's a lot of, there's actually quite a decent amount of stuff for kids. That, that is one thing about us. Like obviously our son is two, our daughter is five now. So she's been riding more thrill rides. So she's definitely getting into that. But there is some stuff for kids. Um, the Curious George play area that just reopened recently. Mm-hmm. I did not realize how huge that area is. It's big. It is massive mm-hmm. and it has tons of stuff in there. I mean, literally, you could take kids. A kids could play in there for hours and they'd love it. There's splash area. Yep. There's you can shoot balls and stuff like that. So, <laughs> I mean, this is like a ball pit. You can there's like air. Uh, there's a uh, 
ones you can just it used to be like the the American gladiators you could shoot balls mm-hmm. at people. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have kitty coasters. Now they're not the, based on IPs that are as you know well known, but they do have stuff for kids. But that's something that um, you know. There's not nothing for kids. There's definitely not as much compared to Disney. Well, Curious George would probably be more um, noticeable or more um, known to to little ones than Woody Woodpecker. Yeah, Woody like Woody Woodpecker and some of the some of the Fievel, others. Yeah, yeah, some of that stuff is just kind of dated, and that is yep. one thing that you know if I, I would hope Universal would do is if they would get some more. They don't really have the IPs for it, but more kid friendly stuff that's maybe more appealing. Uh, yeah. to families i think yeah. that's something that could go a long ways um you know in terms of people looking at them versus looking at disney per se yes very much um did you have any others that you were thinking about that was kind of i did the extent of my list but okay what you got i did what you got well you know something like there's a lot of things like we talked about in the beginning like that universal does and we, we, we've stated that they're different from disney but there's a lot of things about universal and what they're doing and where they're going that i really like um, and one of the things I think that whatever you want to say about Disney, I think sometimes they get bogged down with just the giant monstrosity that is Disney. I'll put it that mm-hmm. way. Um, they're a huge company. They've got tons of stuff. And so I think sometimes it's easy for things to get bogged down. If you want to look at the best analogy I've had is they're like a giant cruise ship. And to get a giant cruise ship to turn even a little bit takes a lot of effort. And it's not mm-hmm. going to do it immediately. And let's say that cruise ship needs to turn around, it's going to take a lot of time and effort and energy to turn that ship around versus, you know, Universal obviously is not a tiny company. They are backed by Comcast, but they definitely are more, they're not as big as Disney. They seem more nimble. And like I've said, they seem more responsive to guest feedback. And I kind of look at them as a little bit more able to make maneuvers quicker and be more responsive than Disney on a lot of things, I believe. Um, and, And so that's something I think is an advantage for them. And I think they've done a great job with, Personally, I think what they've done with Harry Potter is better than what Disney has done with Galaxy's Edge, in my opinion. Um, okay. I, I don't even know if... In, I agree with In my that. opinion, I don't even really think it's an argument because you talk about Harry Potter. They immerse you into worlds that you saw in the movies and read about in the books. Mm-hmm. And Disney took yep. the approach of, we're going to create our own land and retcon it into the stories. And then instead of, you know, you've got this hugely once in a generation successful original trilogy they base it on well we're going to have a new trilogy that's going to be better well it wasn't and (laughs) people you know galaxy's edge i know people that really love star wars that maybe want to go check it out but i haven't really met many people that were just blown away by galaxy's edge like they have been with if people love harry potter and they go into the Harry Potter lands at Universal Studios, they're blown away. Well, let me ask you something. Have you ever heard of somebody going to Universal and asking, where's Star Wars land? No. Have you ever <laughs> been to Disney and heard somebody ask, hey, where's Harry Potter land? I've heard that a lot, actually. A lot. Which, me- I mean, Disney's known for their theming and they're known for their immersiveness. So to, to for people to think that Harry Potter is in Disney World speaks a lot for that land. Well, and Harry Potter is what forced Disney to do uh, Pandora. That was a response to Harry Potter. And that's also, I think, also was a little bit of response to them to buying Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I think Harry Potter is the, you know, not maybe not our generation, but a little bit younger than us, is their Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I mean, they grew up with those characters. And so I think it has a lasting... I kind of didn't, I used to kind of doubt that a little bit of like, well, what are they going to do once, you know, 
these movies are over. But I think, you know, the kids, they grew up in that. And it's a world that people love. And like Star Wars before Disney bought them, it was a world that people kept alive because they loved the characters and they loved the stories and things like that. So, um, you know, I think that's something I think Universal is doing, a, you know, they're hit and miss on some stuff. The Harry Potter stuff's great. Some of the newer attractions they've come up with, like we talked about, Fast and Furious and Kong, have kind of, in my opinion, been a little bit of a miss. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am very much looking forward to Epic Universe. I will say out of anything theme park related uh, coming up in the next five years, uh, I, I'm so looking forward to Epic Universe. I think it has so much potential. You um, love Nintendo. Well, I love they're having Nintendo Land, so they're going to have Donkey Kong, Yoshi, Yoshi's Adventure, and Mario Kart Land in there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have Ministry of Magic, so they're going to have Harry Potter. That's the rumor. That's that the rumor. Not been confirmed. I'm sure it'll be something Harry Potter. Yeah. I mean, they would be silly not to. Yeah. And then um, Classic Monsters is another aspect to it as well. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the way they're doing de- theming and what we've seen from what they've done with the Super Nintendo Land areas in Hollywood and Japan, they're building the one in Hollywood right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it looks. Awesome. And someone that grew up, yeah. I mean, for me, that's complete nostalgia, which is like Nintendo sure. and all that stuff. Um, so I don't know. I think they're doing a lot of stuff. I think creatively wise, like they're, they're definitely, they seem very focused. I like their CEO as well. Uh, Mark Woodbury, who has been with them for 30 years. Uh, he was on the creative team that did a lot of the original rides for Universal. He also worked with Harry on the Harry Potter stuff as well. So it, they seem Whatever, you know, this is much more a conversation about Universal than Disney. Whatever you want to say about Disney and their leadership, and there's a lot of people that aren't happy with the way Chapex run it, and some people, you know, about the way Iger ran it. Um, You can make arguments the way that Iger ran it and the the debt that he has put Disney in has not set up Disney very well going forward in the future. He bought Mm -hmm. some properties, but he did saddle the company with a lot of debt that Mm -hmm. kind of limits what they're able to do a little bit. And... um, Universal definitely seems to be focused on guest experience, and their CEO seems to, to signal that. I really like him. I like the direction they're going. The things like I just really love the way a lot of their stuff is shaping up, and I'm I'm very excited to see how it kind of continues to go. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I was going to ask you two more things, basically. Okay. So everything that we talked about and some things that we haven't mentioned yet, um, what is your most favorite thing that you like that Universal does out of everything? What's your most number one thing? Like ride or just anything? No, like what do you like, especially that you wish, you know, Disney would do or whatever? Um, I mean, I really like what they've done with Harry Potter. I honestly, okay. what I really wish is they would have done Star Wars in more of a Harry Potter way of putting you into, let's say with Disney, they had a Star Wars land and they put you in, uh, you know, a, a land, that you, a Tatooine or whatever, a land that you know from Star Wars that you've seen in the movies. Um, that's something I think Universal has knocked out of the park is, is yeah. that type of stuff. Um, yeah, I would say that. I mean, I, you know, there's a lot of things, but I think the way that they've done Harry Potter is the one that's really the most impressive. Okay. And what is your least favorite thing that Universal does? Or what do you wish that they would do that Disney does better? Um, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Their food is a little... The food. The Harry Potter food is actually really good. Um, a lot of the other food inside the parks I've found to be... Nah, like I, I know we've gotten uh, a funnel cake from Universal that legitimately was terrible. 
um, tasted <laughs> like cardboard. And it, it was made mm-hmm. right in front of me, and I watched them make it. I don't know how it was so bad, but it was not good. Um, <laughs> so I definitely think that Disney does snack foods especially better. Quick service type foods, I think, are better. And there is more food options at Disney. I mean, City Walk is smaller. There's not as much food options there. Right. Um, so I would say those aspects to it, I would say. What about you? Uh, what I what I like. What do you like? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think what I like the most has to be the the Express Pass tied to Premier it's Hotels. Yeah. That is so. That's such a big perk. And again, you know, we talk about being influenced to stay over at Universal versus at Disney. And like, I mean, even if it's just one night, even just one night, get you two days worth of of, of Express, and like that is that is just awesome. I, I don't even know how to, you know. I, yeah. I would say if I picked a thing and not mm-hmm. uh, thinking the long lines, that would have been my thing too. Would yeah. have been the express path. Part, okay. Because I do like the way they've done it. Um, my least favorite thing, and I wish something that they could bring over to Universal from Disney, is, I, I'm, tr- I'm not sure if this is the right word, but the in- interconnectivity between the resorts and the and the, the um, parks. So, like, you have your key card, you know, mm-hmm. to just scan in, but that you be you you can't charge anything to your room because right. it's a Lowe's hotel. Whereas Disney has a Magic Band, and yes, it costs you know two billion dollars to implement the Magic Band at the time, but I mean everything is on your Magic Band. You can get into your hotel room, you can scan into the park, you can buy things. Like everything is on your band, and you know sometimes you have problems with it. You know, you know skinning into the park and stuff but i mean it's fixed very quickly but it's just so it's just so easy and with with universal it's not it's not as connected again because lowe's owns the hotels and universal does it like that's yeah i don't know how much that's the thing i don't know how much that limits them i'm sure they could work that out but i don't know to your point though if disney was implementing magic bands today they would not implement it the way they did it 10 years ago because what they're doing now is what they I think what Universal very well could do, which is just, just your phone. Yeah, relying upon your phone and using yeah. an app that inter- you can easily do I mean, all that stuff okay with, that. with your phone. And and if Disney didn't already have a baked in revenue stream of Magic Bands, mm-hmm. I don't think they would continue doing it that way. Okay, well, I guess I guess I should be like more general point. Just I like that all being in one place yeah for sure like that that's what i that's what i like i would assume universal would i mean they kind of do they do it with with volcano bay um oh the tapu tap you've got the tapu tapu that does that it's basically like your own magic band inside the water park that you can do a lot of stuff with so they obviously that is true have the technology on some level so maybe it's just a thing of implementing it you know resort wide is a thing but i feel like that's something that they'll do in the next five to ten years uh, I, w- I would think because that's obviously something that could be a big advantage for them maybe with epic universe they'll right develop something that'd be great yeah all right well i uh, i don't have anything else to add do you have you thought of anything else while we've been um, talking before we move on to no i just you know it's just like we're in a conversation I, I like a lot of stuff universal is doing mm-hmm. i do and i and i in conjunction with obviously we still enjoy going to disney but i think there's a lot of things disney has done in the past five to 10 years that they, um, I think they tend to lose focus on, you know, they obviously don't, they don't, they, when they need APs, they'll, they'll make APs feel valuable when they don't, they don't really care as much. Mm -hmm. And I think Disney's lost a lot of focus on, uh, the guest and their, you know, frequent guests. (laughs) Yes. And nickel and diming a lot of things versus I think universal, 
while a lot of things with them haven't changed much, in comparison to what Disney's done, it makes Universal's way of doing things seem better, but it's been more consistent, which is kind of interesting that Disney's one that's changed so much and Universal's kind of been steady and, you know, they definitely seem, um, you know, it's easier to go there. So I think there's a lot of things that they're doing that I really, I like the direction they're heading in yeah, uh, and, and all that stuff. So, yeah. And, and again, okay. if you're a big fan of Disney and you're like, meh, about Universal, a strong Universal is great for Disney as well because competition is what will make Disney better and it also makes Universal better. So it's not like we're advocating for one or the other. I would love both to be fantastic because if yeah. both are fantastic, then both will be fantastic. It, they, they're forced yeah. to with competition. And I think that's one thing with Disney is for a long time, Universal did not have any direction. They didn't have, they kept yeah. being, they had different companies owning them. You know, since Comcast bought them, they've put a lot of money into the parks. They have mm-hmm. leadership and direct. So they finally have all these elements in place that are beginning to be a competition for Disney and they are eating into market share. Yeah. Disney still has a huge market share, but again, Universal is doing a lot of things. And I think they will continue to eat into that market share and, you know, Disney is going to have to make some adjustments, which again is good because that means hopefully that would be good things for everybody. Well said. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's it for what we're talking about today. Um, so I think we'll, we'll close out here. Um, well, you want to mention before we, before we go that, um, we have, uh, we have some cool shirts in our shop, don't we, Jared? We, I, I call them rad shirts. Personally. Rad shirts? They're awesome shirts. All right, let's talk about they them. They are, pardon, I, I don't know if you made this claim, they're the most comfortable shirts you'll find. <laughs> made for theme park. Anyways, they're really comfortable <laughs> shirts. Uh, but yeah, we have some new designs. If we have, if you're uh, heading over to Disney, we've got the Let's Go Drinking Around the World shirt. Um, if you're going to go over to Epcot and, you know, do that thing that people talk about. But, we, I mean, on the <laughs> Universal side, we also have uh, the uh, Dementors, worst part about prison with a Dementors shirt of Michael Scott. Mm-hmm. And we do have a new, um, I will say, a Michael Scott Wizard shirt dropping soon. That's mm-hmm. also Universal related. So we're going to have some more Universal shirts. We uh, really like Michael Scott. Well, we kind of found that, yeah, we're big fans of The Office, and we yeah. just intertwined it with all the stuff that we do now. But, um, yeah, so you can check all those out. And, like I said, we'll have more Universal shirts as well, but uh, those are those are over there. So you go go to ctmshirts.com, and if you go over there right now and you use the promo code CTM, you can save 10% off of uh, your order. And if you're a Club 32 member, uh, you get 20% off all the time. So Excellent. if you want to join Club 32, and then whenever you buy that, you will be able to then uh, – get your discount automatically. So you can go check it out. Go ctmshirts.com and uh, go check out the some fantastical theme park shirts. Yes. Yes. Also check out our Facebook group, Capture the Magic Community, and you can uh, talk to us over there and talk to other like-minded Disney and Universal people. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, TikTok. We are Cap the Magic on uh, Instagram and Twitter. We're Capture the Magic are we Cap the Magic at Twitter? We don't really post on Twitter much. Okay, not much. It's at okay. Cap the Magic, but we don't do much over there. <laughs> there you go. Okay, and then Capture the Magic on uh, on TikTok. And um, we will be going to Universal um, at the end of May. We're just doing a night there. We're staying at Portofino Bay again because we, we stayed there once last year. But we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. We're going to do a do-over because um, our, our experience the first time was was fine, but we're, we're thinking that we may have just – had a fluke of an experience, but we're gonna we're gonna try it again, um, and we're gonna use that Universal Express Pass. 
yes. for that stay as well. So yes. um, we'll have more information about um, our experiences and some reviews coming over the next uh, two months and stuff. So for sure. All right. I think that's it for today. So thank you, Jared, for being here as always. You're quite welcome. And thank you everybody for watching or listening. And as I always like to say, we will see you in the parks. Bye. Bye.